Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two of Big Bets here on Vison Dave Ross and Mall Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel. Going to get to Mike Pritchard here in just a moment. We do want to give you the pro tip for hour number one. We were discussing this. Uh, certainly when you see some numbers that are rather large, say like nine, right? And we see this in the TCU Texas Tech game this weekend coming up. And Amal, I think it's a good habit for people to get in because like you look at the number and don't have a lean either way. Wait and see. Why get in the live betting here? Because if you don't have a strong edge with that number and you get an early score or no score, it could adjust that line, and then you might like it better when you're under some key numbers, say of seven, and you could really take advantage of a slow start by one team or the other. Well, I think there's so many better opportunities if you just kind of sit and wait. We mentioned it with the Lakers game last night on the mm-hmm. total. Uh, originally, it was about 230 or 231. You could have gotten 215 and a half, 214 and a half. Georgia game first half against Florida, 13.5 first half number, then 10.5 on the end game. So if you just are patient, you get really good opportunities there. All right, so again, that was our pro tip for hour number one. We're trying to uh, have new trends and certainly new habits uh, in the gambling space, and some of this could be towards live wagering if you don't like the number before a game starts. Again, as VEASAN Pro subscribers, you can go to VEASAN.com. You can access them by show and or by sport. You get up to 20 a day across the VEASAN spectrum. What a pleasure to always have Mike Pritchard on each and every week. 
But in studio right now, Pritch is joining us now, of course, home of uh, the host of the uh, Easton Pro Football Blitz on the weekends. You can follow him on Twitter, as I do, at M.I. Pritchard. Mike, great to have you in studio, my friend. This is a, a pleasant surprise for us that you hop back Great in. to be with you guys. Always a pleasure to join the show. Absolutely. Let's Absolutely. talk about what we saw last week uh, to the Broncos, that big win. And I say big because it might have resurrected their, their season. We'll see. And then... At the trade deadline, they get rid of arguably their best defensive player uh, in Bradley Chubb and trade him to the Dolphins. What does that signal by the organization? Is it something that it's a move now because we didn't want to pay in the future? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, he got $120 million, I think, right? Yeah. $119 million, something like that from Miami. And so um, they weren't going to tag him either. So I, I think the Broncos were thinking we, we need to get some draft picks back and. They had a high price on them. I, I thought it was two first-rounders. Uh, that was a rumors. But Whoa. Uh, they did get a first-rounder, which is incredible. You can think about uh, Bradley Chubb's injury history uh, as well, though. But uh, I, I think what is indicating the most is the Broncos have discovered along the way that they were not a quarterback away, oh. that their <laughs> roster needs more talent on it. Uh, so here you go. Let's trade one piece for several pieces. That means going into the draft. And then they can also attack in free agency as well. But – uh, one, they did not want to pay Bradley Chubb over $100 million. Uh, but two, uh, I, I think it's an indication that that roster is not complete, not the way that they want it anyway. I thought you brought up two uh, crucial points here. First of all, they're going to be handicapped by this Russell Wilson contract. Mm -hmm. He already mm -hmm. looks like he can't play. I've all, I said, listen, if you're going to hire a hitman for Jimbo, you better get one for Russ too because these guys are going to handicap your team. But I want to go back to Bradley Chubb. Okay. I don't believe he's worth this kind of money. I think he's a very good player who I would have put on a franchise tag and then said, you know what, we'll pay you the collective of the top five salaries at your position. Let's see if you can prove it. Because to me, there's a combination of a couple things. Injury and also outside of that rookie year when you had Vaughn Miller on the other side, where are the numbers individually? Right. It's a great point. Um, you know, I, I think the NFL is shifting a little bit, though, guys. So, like, when you have a Vaughn Miller who – is more potent at 240, 250 pounds, right? Bradley Chubb's a big guy. Uh, and so now you have teams that are running the football, being more physical yeah. up front. Uh, we're seeing that shift in the National Football League. I, I think teams want those true defensive ends now. Because if you look in the college ranks, yeah. a lot of those outside guys, those edge guys are light. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and so because of the spread offenses, right? So what the league has discovered, at least people I talk to all the time, is – we want to run the football because we feel like the edges, they can't seal them. There's not true defensive end. There's no Reggie Whites out there, right? Mm -hmm. And there's no true defensive ends that can rush the passer uh, and also set the edge in the running game. So Bradley Chubb, I think, became attractive that way to Miami. But to your point, I mean, it's going to get tough. If, if you're not putting up sack numbers or pressure numbers, I think it's going to get tough for edge guys to, to get this kind of contract. I want to stay on the Broncos here a little bit in the futures market right now. 30-1 to 1 to win the West. Not mm -hmm. saying it's over, but okay. now you get the week off after the win in London. You're going to feel good about that. They did get Chase Edmonds in that deal as well. They needed help at running back with the injuries they've had to that position. Mm -hmm. I look at the win total now adjusted to seven. Mm. I mean, think about what we were talking about with this team in the offseason versus how we're talking about the Broncos now. Are they poised for a slight second-half comeback? They're not on the same page. Uh, I, I think offensively they got to get on the same page. Russell Wilson's got a coach. Uh, he's got an office up next to the coaches, right? And I think the locker room is divided too. And some Ooh. of the guys were going to get traded. Some rumors about that. I think the bye week could help mitigate some issues that's going on. We'll see. Uh, I, I do. I mean, Russell Wilson is corny. But he's the same Russell Wilson that he's always he's been, fake. right? Right. He's not fake. And 
you know, I don't know what Denver thought. You know, are they shocked at it? But they're they're really not. I think they just got to come together and uh, and and decide on which direction to go in uh, with their offense. They're explosive. I, I think Russell Wilson, at least going into the Jacksonville game, um, he had the most explosive passes over 25 yards. He was second, actually, he was second. Uh, so I can look that up, but I, I think he's either second or third. He's up there, though, in terms of which is surprising. Big they, play pass yards, right? Right. right. When you, you think about that offense, they just can't score in a red zone. Uh, so if they can solidify some things and correct some things and get on the same page, maybe they could make a run uh, for that win total in the second half. You could have made a lot of money off me if you asked me who's in the top three there. I would not have been Russell Wilson. <laughs> right. I, I didn't. First of all, I forgot that Seattle's a former team of yours, but mm -hmm. I want to ask you about the Hawks. Yeah. They go into Arizona this weekend. They've already beaten the Rams on the road. This is a team with an opportunity to put themselves really in good footing against the 49ers because I think that's a lone challenger in the NFC West to them. Do you believe in the Seattle team? Because now I think we're getting to a point where, look, I like Geno Smith at West Virginia. Mm -hmm. I didn't think he had the right situation in New York. Right. And so many times with quarterbacks, I, I still contend I don't know if Derek Carr couldn't play. Mm -hmm. Getting sacked 98 times is very <laughs> difficult to overcome. So how do you see this Hawks team and now they go on the road catching two down in Glendale? Oh, wow. That's a great question, Maul, because um, I'm on the fence of whether or not Seattle is a playoff team, right? Uh, and, and here's why. Here's why. Um, if you look at Seattle, and, and I like the Seahawks this week against um, the Cardinals, um, if you look at Seattle's first half points uh, against Denver, which is a good football team, good defense anyway, they had 17. Yeah. Against Atlanta, they had 20. Against Detroit, on the road, they had 24. Against New Orleans, back-to-back -back road trips, they had 19. And then against the Chargers, on the road again, 24 points wow. in the first half. And we know how challenged the Cardinals are in the first half. So what Pete Carroll has created is, and Geno Smith, too, to his credit, let's get out. Let's get on top of these teams and play solid defense. I think uh, those so, guys right now are coach of the year and comeback player of the year. It's possible. I mean, Geno Smith, he has not had a significant start until like 2014. Yeah. Right. Think about that. <laughs> Last year he got in there because Russell in the finger. Um, but he has not had a significant start since about 2014. And what he's doing with DK and Lockett and Disley and Walker and just that youth on that football team, not only has he been a part of that fabric, but he's a leader on that team. Uh, and so Pete Carroll's looking to empower that uh, situation. It's every man's for the for their job each and every week, as we know. Uh, but that culture is why Geno Smith is playing so well right now. Yeah, I'm stunned with what they've been able to do without Russell Wilson this mm -hmm. year. Really turned the corner five and three, still leading the NFC West. Help me out with the Raiders. Oh. I, I kept waiting for this team, thinking that they're going to have this kind of resurgence here. And then the inexplicable shutout loss right. last week in New Orleans, and now they're staying. I don't believe they came back here to the desert. I think they stayed down mm -hmm. in the Jacksonville area. Florida. Right yeah. in Florida to get mm -hmm. ready for this one against the Jags. You know what these locker rooms are like. Are we losing that locker room? How do they piecemeal this thing together? It's not a good dynamic right now. Um, it's uh, it's uh, some guys in that locker room that went to the playoffs last year, and now they're looking around and they're struggling like, hey, what's going on? Um, and then you also have Josh McDaniels who – is trying to build something for more than just one year, right? Uh, and so there's there's forces mm. colliding. Um, what happened against the Saints, I can't explain that. I, I know that Dennis Allen had a good plan because if you stopped a running game, you got a panicky quarterback. Right. Uh, and that's exactly what happened, a panicky quarterback. So as a better, understand that about Derek Carr. He's a panicky quarterback. Uh, and if he has to drop back and, and win the game that way, that's going to be an issue. It could be one of those come-from-behind situations or a backdoor cover situation uh, because they do have Devontae Adams. But 
Uh, I don't know where that trust factor is right now with a new play caller in Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr. Six and a half is the adjusted win total. They've got two wins. Mm -hmm. Can they get to seven? I can't believe we're talking about this as like, can they even get to seven wins? Well, the schedule suggested that they could because you had losing teams in front of them. They were a losing team too, though. But now it gets tough because back-to-back road trips, you don't know what the psyche of the team is uh, with the second trip on road staying in Florida. The way that this team reacted last year to a lot of adversity, they came together. And that's what we know. So... If you like the Raiders, understand that they still have some type of leaders on the team to where they're going to stay on the road and maybe they can band together to get the, the, the win uh, this week against Jacksonville. Does Josh McDaniels survive the season? Whoa. I think he does. Okay. I think he does. Um, Mark uh, Davis was all in with John Gruden. Gave him a 10-year contract. Now, I don't, know, I don't think he gave uh, McDaniels a 10-year contract. but <laughs> Let's hope not. McDaniels and Ziegler are tied to the hip. Those, that's a marriage, the GM and the head coach. That's a marriage. So it's like Lynch and Kyle. You know, the GM and head coach relationships, they go back to, I think, high school. So uh, that relationship is intact. And, and that, link, that kind of relationship, too, guys, can gang up on an owner sometimes. Well, I just know they got a lot of divorce lawyers in town. <laughs> they do. They do. Very quickly, uh, as we ship very quickly to the NFC after the trade deadline, yeah. who do, do you think the Niners are now the oh, team to beat? Or yeah. would you still think the Eagles at the end of the day? I, I think the Eagles are great. I love the team. I love the makeup of the team. But I, I think the Niners are going to push a lot of people. Uh, that roster, once it gets completely healthy, they've already added Christian McCaffrey, which is incredible to think about. Uh, but this is going to free up Kyle Shanahan. I, no longer does he have to worry about Jimmy G winning a football game. I think he has enough great, great talent around Jimmy G now. Yeah, I think the Eagles, I, I don't know if they can keep this going the way they are, but the Niners are going to be a team. If they yeah. get healthy, especially defensively, right. they're going to be really tough. Pritch, great to have you in the studio. Great to see you guys. He's Thank the best. You. Got Absolutely. to check him out. Uh, the Vston Pro Football Blitz here at Vston. Come on back and talk about the big three in the NFL, and should you bet against them? We'll explain when you come back with us. You're in Big Bets on Vston, the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. 
It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything VEASAN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Get VEASAN Pro Access all the way through the Super Bowl, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. So give yourself an edge. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to get your $99 mid-season special today. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Dave Ross back alongside Amal Shaw. Great having Mike Pritchard in talking NFL in the last segment. Let's stay on the subject here of the NFL and I don't know that we saw this quote-unquote big three coming. But we do have, as it stands today, a big three in the NFL. That big three, two of them would reside in the AFC and one in the NFC. One of them's on display tonight. Fly, Eagles, fly. The Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Bills. Now, this is via Caesars. If you want to play the big three to win the Super Bowl, any of them, you're going to lay $1.50 against the field. Would you take the field at plus money, plus $1.25, or the big three realizing that if you get a Bills or Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl, you lose? Well, to me, first of all, I, I do think that the, the Bills and the Chiefs should be prohibitive favorites. Philly's a great team, but I still think there's two other threats in the NFC. San Francisco, which Mike just referenced, and the Dallas Cowboys. Breach! Um, you know, to me, when I look at this, by the way, I'm going to have to stop saying Dallas because I don't want to hear about that anymore. <laughs> uh, but in, but in, it is, in fact, fact. <laughs> yes, they they it, are yeah, there. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Um, look, Philly's a great team. They played extremely well. But when you look at the schedule, realistically, they've played one team on there. You sit there and go, okay, this is a good team. That's the Minnesota Vikings. They did beat Dallas, but Dallas was not completely healthy. Right? If we're playing against the Philadelphia Eagles with Gardner Minshew, are we really viewing them in the same way? No. Probably not. If you're playing Kansas City or Buffalo without Mahomes or Allen, you're probably not looking at them at the same way. So mm-hmm. I think the 49ers are a legitimate threat with Christian McCaffrey. You know, I forgot watching him the last couple of weeks how good he was. Oh, man. Because in Carolina, he was injured so much and that team was so poor, you forgot the talent that he brought to the table. This allows Debo not have to having to be the guy running the football. But imagine if you're tackling McCaffrey for three quarters and then you bring in that battering ram in the fourth quarter at times. Nobody wants to tackle him. We saw what he did against Dallas last year in the postseason. We saw that game against the Rams earlier this year. And listen, the inept Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo can actually look good now with this talent. No, it's exactly right. It's, that's who you want to be your quarterback here. We mentioned at the beginning of the year, look, Trey Lance is the future. We get that. But right now, If you're looking for a game manager, that's who you want. Jimmy G, don't screw it up. We're going to give you weapons. We're going to give you Debo. We're going to give you CMC. And just let our defense get healthy, by the way, which it has not been uh, in in the last couple weeks here. That defense, I think the Cowboys are on par defensively with them. They might be the best unit when it's all said and done. The Bills can make a claim, too. They have a very good defense as well. They've had injuries. They have, right? Yeah. So I look at it and I say, okay, 
if you want to take the big three, you're really looking for somebody to beat the Eagles. That's what you're looking for. Correct. I because agree. in the AFC, it's going to be really hard for you to say there's a third team out there that's going to beat the Bills and or Chiefs along the way to the Super Bowl. I'm going to tell you, and I'm being biased here because I have the Ravens to win it. Um, I think Baltimore can do it. Because, first of all, this is a team that's had major leads in every game, right? Oh, like yeah. when you look at it, they squandered opportunity. They've had they had a twenty to three lead against the Bills. And the one thing with Lamar is if Lamar has a great passing day, which he's very capable of, it's the consistency that's been the problem, you're not gonna stop his legs. There, there's just nobody that can stop him. He, he is such an elite runner, it becomes difficult. I, I still think when you see him right now at ten to one, they're a dangerous team. Where the problem comes in for them though is they're potentially looking at having to go to Arrowhead, having to go to Orchard Park. You have to win two road games there, but I think they're still capable. So I, go ahead, sorry. No, I was just saying. So for this prop, right? So again, the parameters are: you take the big three, Bills, Chiefs, and Eagles to win it. You're going to lay a dollar fifty. You get plus a dollar twenty-five for the field. Would you be more apt then if we've identified the one team in your eyes that could usurp Buffalo or Kansas City, being Baltimore at ten to one to win the conference? Would you be more apt to play? The Ravens at 10 to 1, the Niners at what are they about? 10 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, five, $5 to win the conference. Okay, would you play the Niners at 5 to 1 to win the conference? Yeah. Ravens at 10 to 1 to win the conference, and the Cowboys at over 5 to 1. You're going to get better value with specific three teams instead of the field. Correct. Now, the field bet, here's where the advantage is. If Philly gets to the Super Bowl, because I still believe that one of those two teams from Kansas City and Buffalo is getting to the show from the other side. Um, but to me, I think the 49ers are very much a live team. I, I think they can get there, and their defense is capable potentially of slowing down these teams. But we saw Kansas City dismantle them. We did. The team we are not talking about in this discussion, this would get to the field side of it, to play the dollar twenty-five, is the Vikings, which right now it feels like fool's gold. Everybody keeps – we talked about with the commanders and a lot, of the, a lot of people are on the commanders. We keep waiting for the Vikings to fall. But yet they're seven to one just to win the conference, well, okay? And they just did up. I know T.J. Hawkinson, however you feel about him. I don't really. Yes, he's a good pass catcher. I look at him in the running game, and I go, "That's where the big upgrade is going to come for Dalvin Cook." I mean, nobody's talking about that. So they did get better in different ways with that move of, of Hawkinson. I don't know if it's enough to, to move your meter in in terms of them winning the conference, but they do feel like the team that nobody nobody talks about. And right now, they got a lot of green on that Christmas tree. I hear what you're saying, but here's the reason why. Because they've got the same thing as Jimmy Garoppolo, but he doesn't have as talented of a team in Minnesota. When you look at the 49ers across the board, I would make the argument they're probably, from an offensive and defensive standpoint, as talented as any team in the National Football League. And when I look at the 49ers' defense, even though they got crushed by um, the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and the Falcons took it to them, too. They did. Um but yeah, I don't remember that game, the particulars in that one. But to so me, twenty-eight fourteen. Those are like a two-score, two-score loss. But I think they had several. T- I could be wrong, but I thought they had a couple of turnovers in that game that were crucial. But I could be mistaken. Look, the game against the Broncos, they give up eleven points and they lose. They give up nineteen against the Bears. The offense scores ten and ten in those. They score fourteen against the Falcons. So a lot of this is from the offensive side of the ball where they're failing. I mean, you in those three games combined, Dave, putting up thirty-four points. You're talking about eleven and eleven points a game, a little bit more over over that. So I just think that their defense is better. You've got another Jimmy Garoppolo, but you don't have that 49ers defense. And as great as Justin Jefferson is, a healthy Christian McCaffrey to me is slightly just behind Henry and Chubb. 
I think he's better than Dalvin Cook in terms in terms of catching the ball out of the backfield. Him, Cook, and Chubb are top three in my book. I just think San Francisco is a more complete team. I love Fred Warner. Uh, Nick Bosa is an absolute Armstead. monster. Armstead. I mean, this team is really talented. And then the, I think Shanahan is an elite play caller. Kevin O'Connell's done a nice job. But I'm not buying Kirk Cousins to have to carry me. I'm not just like I'm not buying Jimmy G. But you got Debo, you got CMC, and you got Kittle. All three of these guys are one A, B, C, or D in their positions in terms of where they rank. No doubt about it. Look, this Niner team, and it's it's almost unbelievable that they're four and four, right? But look, this is not an excuse. This is the NFL. They have had key injuries to guys like Bosa and Armstead and Trent Williams. Uh, you know, obviously Trey Lance going down in, in week one, however you feel about him. I mean, they have had major injuries, but that's the league. So the depth that that I think John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, they've been able to acquire has kept them at least f- above float here. Right? They kept them above water. If all those guys do come back and they are healthy, this team does feel like even though the, the Vikings are 6-1, and one, right, even though the Eagles are undefeated, that you could make the strong case that the Niners are the most talented team in the NFC. I mean, yeah, I pillar to post for the 53. You can look at that 53 and say it's as good as anybody's, even though the records don't indicate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think you could. Uh, I mean, I, I love this Eagles team. I think they're really, I think they are really good. I know they played an easier schedule. I still think they're the team to beat in the NFC. But I think without a doubt, when we're talking about this prop, there's more chaos that could happen in the NFC. Yes. I think the other thing that's important to keep in mind with with props like this. And if there, I, I got a couple of tweets that there is uh, this prop posted at cheaper prices out there. If you are looking to bet on the big three, I personally, I think it would be a buy on for me at about minus 125, 120, something like that. I do think I would play that because uh, I'm that confident in the Bills, Chiefs. And I do think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC, even though you guys have laid it out. I think the NFC could get a little bumpy. What's just crazy about this, if you think about what happened last year in the playoffs, and we talk about the Bengals and how they got to the Super Bowl and maybe they weren't that best team. It's just amazingly how important getting that one seed is to get the bye and then to possibly avoid playing each other. I mean, you remember in the playoffs last year, Bills and Chiefs ended up getting, having to play each other, right? And that's a situation where you don't want to have that happen in the, in the division round of the playoffs. The only thing I would push back a little bit on that, Kelly, is both one seeds a year ago, neither one of them won a game. Forget about getting to the Super Bowl. Green Bay lost their opening round against San Francisco, and the Titans lost their opening round against the Bengals. So I know we we look at it and go, it is important as the one seed. You don't have to play that extra game, but it did not help those teams at all a year ago. Well, I thought the weather was a mitigating factor in the game in San Francisco. I thought it took away a little bit from what the uh, Packers were able to do. And uh, who was the one seed in the AFC last year? The, Titan, was, the Titans, and they lost in the first round forget. The, to yeah. the Bengals. Well, that's why Mike Vrabel was coach of the year. He should have. They, they were a bit fraudulent of a one seed. Yes, they no were. No doubt. We had two four seeds get to the Super Bowl a year ago. I mean, think about that. So not saying that's going to happen again this year and take the field bet. Because, Kelly, I, I'm with you. It looks like this year, at least Buffalo and or Kansas City, barring a miracle, they're going to be a one seed. So unlike Tennessee last year as the one seed, you knew the two best teams in the conference were not the ones. A year ago. Yeah, but I think that's partially what they didn't take care of business in the regular season. No, right? they, they did not. I think last year's a perfect example of that. You need to get that by. And it feels like both those teams right now are making sure that won't history won't repeat themselves. A great quote. Absolutely. Those who don't remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk more. A little NBA and see if you have anything on the NHL as well. Come on back. It's Big Bets on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Vsin's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on Vsin. 
the Sports Betting Network. Compete for cash in a grand prize trip to Vegas with the Modelo Fight to the Top series. Enter nine free fantasy football contests. Rise to the top of the leaderboard. Claim your share of 5000 in weekly prizes in a grand prize trip to Sin City. Head to DraftKings.com slash Modelo NFL now to get in on all the action. Modelo, the official fear of fans with a fighting spirit. Must be 21 or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com for the details. And please drink responsibly. Back alongside of Marshall, Dave Ross here on Big Bets on VEASAN. Let's talk about the slate in the NBA a little bit tonight. We talked about the C's a little bit after their uh, tough loss last night in overtime against Cleveland back on it tonight. When you look at the slate overall, are you starting to look at those back-to-back scenarios and seeing if there's a way to uh, to maybe maximize that potential? Yeah, I'm a big fan of taking going against teams in the second half of a back-to-back. Okay. So let's say you've got a game you played last night in City X and now you're playing in City Y, and then in the second half you generally tend to see the team's offensive output uh, taper off a little bit. doesn't always apply, but I think it's one that you can really – Bank on over the long haul more so than you can't. Uh, two games tonight in the association, one of them being Golden State, and all of a sudden they can't figure out a way to win on the road. But they're going to play the, uh, as you call them, I believe, the Orlando Tragic. So the Magic are getting nine and a half at home uh, against the Warriors. Does, does, is this tonight that Steve Kerr and the boys figure out a way not just to win on the road, but cover a big number? Yeah, that's the big question mark here, right? I think they're going to win this basketball game. Do they cover nine and a half remains to be seen? I think that, what are they, on a three-game losing streak? On the road. Yeah, so I, I think it's one where they get back on track here. Orlando, so many injuries we talked about with this team in the backcourt, but um, this is an opportunity here. The challenge, though, when you're the defending champions in your Golden State and you've had the success you've had over the last decade – you get everybody's best shot, right? This is probably the Tragics' one of two sellouts on the season between them and the Lakers coming to town. Mm-hmm. These are the one of the two games where you'll sell out. As much as I love uh, Yanni and, and the uh, Bucks, he's just not putting people in the seats the way the Warriors and the Lakers are. Yeah, it's a great point. So you're going to have a, a raucous crowd at least tonight, which you can't always say about an Orlando Magic game. Uh, with the show in town, that show is Golden State. The other game on the docket tonight, it's the uh, Nuggets. They're going to be on the road in OKC. Will they be okay to lay six and a half? Uh, Oklahoma City at home is a little bit more challenging. They had a nice come from behind win the other night against Orlando, against the Magic in that one. But, by the way, Denver's laying a lot of points in road spots. I'm just not a big fan of it. We saw it Sunday night against the Lakers. Uh, Good opportunity here to uh, get on uh, track here if you're Denver and get really going in the right direction because they've been inconsistent. We've seen that on the road. Get dismantled at Portland. Uh, Now an opportunity here against Oklahoma City. Uh, Again, I think they win this game, but... Six and a half is a tricky number. If you saw the finish of the Portland game last night, mm-hmm. you figure, yeah, you're going to get the cover if you had Memphis, and then all of a sudden it doesn't happen. And, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw the finish to the uh, the uh, New Orleans game. Yeah. And obviously, somebody <laughs> had the Pelicans money. Someone had the Pelicans, yeah. yeah wow. But you know what I don't understand? Thanks, team? Matt Ryan. Knocks yeah. down the three. That no, guy. But no, but here's, here's what I don't understand for people that are unaware last night. There's 1.4 seconds remaining in the game. Mm-hmm. The Lakers have the basketball side out, out of bounds after Denver just misses two. I'm sorry, New Orleans misses two free throws. They only have to make one out of two to ice the game. Foul! Forget fouling. I agree with you there, but sometimes in that under two seconds, it's hard because the person's going to go right up. Why do you have anybody inside the arc on the three-point line? All five of your guys should be outside the arc. If they get a layup, they can't beat you. It, it, it is the stupidity that exists in basketball. It tells me how dumb these coaches are. How do you not have all five guys outside the perimeter? Why I, Those guys can't beat me. Why are you inside the arc? 
Truth. Kelly, would you like to respond to truth? that? Truth? No, man. The man speaks the truth. They don't, they don't know. The, a foul situation, you got to foul, you're up three, but it, exactly what I'm saying is right. You can't match spots. Too little time. Catch and shoot scenario. Don't want to put them on the free throw line. But yeah, lay, layup. You can take a layup all day. Take a layup, go Five down, guys shoot more free throws. I, I don't understand it. It's like, I, I mean, Five it's like literally, the they say in the NBA, let's see if we can find the dumbest guys in the world to coach these teams. Five guys is oh, making me man. hungry. I want a hamburger now. Are they still in business? They should be. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, they are. They're, they're amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they overexpanded. What? I'm just telling you, they, they're not they are not what they once were. I know now that. for your burger burger business minute with uh, Mall Show. <laughs> I pull into every strip mall, and I sit there, and I look, and I go, how does this guy make money? I, I know my dry cleaner makes money based on what they charge me. <laughs> I'll him. be looking Thunder live tonight, though. About that, absolutely, because you're going to be able to get a better number. Yeah, that is what I've got circled. You're talking about. You're talking these teams both out of the gates a little weird. Oklahoma City, not not a huge surprise. Fifth worst offensive net rating so far, but they're a fifth best defensive team in the league so far. Out there playing t- tough D. Denver, eighth best offensive rating in the league so far. Fifth worst defensive oh. rating in the league. I like I like some of the offensive players Oklahoma City has. They haven't been able to put it all together. Shea Gilgis Alexander had a nice game the other night. Hit on a prop bet with that. I'm gonna look at the, I'm gonna look at coming in on them live tonight. Denver's out of the gate slow here. Bones Highland banged banged up. Uh, they got some injuries they're dealing with. Still working Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back into this lineup a little bit. So this is one I'll have my eye on tonight. Kelly, do you believe the NBA has become such a high scoring league when you look at the average uh, points per game for an offense, points per game against your team? It's simply because sometimes there's just a lack of effort in the first and second quarter because you see so many of the games in the first half have higher scoring output than you do compared to the second half, Dave. And so to me, it just feels like at times guys are like, go ahead and take that three-point shot. If you make it, you make it. If you miss, we'll get the rebound and go back the other way. Well, I mean, especially with the increased volume in three-point shots yeah. over the past four or five years, right? Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I think it becomes a lot more ferocious when you're talking down low in the post, Correct. on drives to the basket, and then, yes, in the fourth quarter, right? I mean, regular season games in the NBA, it's in the fourth quarter intensity gets ratcheted up. There's no doubt about that. As somebody who's on uh, the under season total for the Nuggets, so let's go OKC tonight. So I'm with Kelly on that. By, by the way, the greatest thing about season win totals is you literally sit there and watch. I, I don't know about you, it's but fantastic. I sit there and pay attention to them like in every game when the team is playing. It's great. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, you've got a team to root for against all year, all year round. I'd be right? like, it's why great. would you? You can't even cash that ticket. I'm like, no, I'll look forward to cashing <laughs> it in May. I don't yeah, care. That's, yeah, it's exactly. Fine. It's like, not well, about that. It's just the longevity of the play. Like, for example, I, I got St. Louis over 94 and a half points. This team is really struggling. They've lost five in a row. But I'm like, you know, tonight they play the aisles. I'm like, all right, got to watch this one tonight. This thing's more important than the uh, Houston (laughs) Philly double-double. Let's get to some uh, college football action here that we're going to see on Saturday. And obviously the big one everybody's talking about will be Tennessee against Georgia, uh, number one and number three uh, in the newly released uh, college football playoff rankings, if you will. And, And again, we saw this number come down, right? It was up as high as nine, I think 10. And it's come down to eight, somewhere in that vicinity now. Georgia's still uh, laying eight at home. Going to be without one of their best defensive players. Uh, Nolan Smith is going to be out here f- for Georgia. Does that impact anything for you when you look at this this n- number now? It, it does a little bit because Nolan Smith leads the dogs with 19 pressures so far this year off the edge. Their best edge rusher, make no mistake about it. Now Jalen Carter's getting back healthy, which helps in the middle. Uh, but to me, this is a Georgia team that they're going to have to figure out, are they going to, you know, they do a lot of blitz stunts, and we'll see what they do here in terms of how do they choose to pressure Hendon Hooker because if you sit back, it will surgically dismantle you. And the one thing that I want to see really for me, if Tennessee, look, offensively, they're as good as anybody in college football. 
they got a better offense than Georgia. They've got a better offense than pretty much almost anybody in college football. However, when you look at Alabama, when you look at Ohio State, when you look at Clemson, you look at Georgia, uh, these teams can get stops. Can Tennessee get enough stops when the chips are down between the hedges? Well, that was my question for you. I like to break this down. I think you know by now. Like, who's the best unit on the field? Is the best unit on the field Tennessee's offense or is it Georgia's defense? And if it is Tennessee's offense, which I think you can make a fair case that it is, could be the best unit on any college football team this year. You can make that argument, right? Is it so far ahead of Georgia's defense that it outweighs Georgia's offense and we know that it's clearly, clearly has a superior edge versus Tennessee's defense. Yeah, this is interesting, right? You're talking about Tennessee has got the top scoring offense in college football. When you look at it from a defensive standpoint, Georgia's right there for uh, defensive statistics in terms of scoring points per game allowed. But for me, I think that here's the biggest advantage. This game is being played in Athens. If this game were being played on Rocky Top, it, it would have a different feel in a different situation. Um, I just think that Georgia has kind of been sleepwalking through the season. You know, that game in Columbia, they struggled. They, they slept off last week in the second half against Florida. Well, I got to be honest with you. In their defense, it was 28-3, to and it didn't look like the Gators had a chance no. to even get back in this game. Exactly, and they kind of just took the foot off, off the gas a little bit, and sometimes that happens subconsciously. That should not happen against Tennessee because they know the – if you know the other team doesn't have the firepower to compete with you, yeah. you know that, right? They knew Florida couldn't. They know Tennessee does have the firepower. So I got to expect this week, they're like, hey, we get them down, let's keep them down and give them no reason to have life. To answer your question, I would take the Tennessee offense as the best unit on the field okay. by a slight margin over the Georgia defense. However, I think, though, the separation between the Georgia offense, I'm sorry, the Georgia offense and the Tennessee defense is Much far greater, yes. Than, and look, Tennessee's defense has played well, but they're not elite. Georgia is elite on both sides of the ball. Is it enough? Is that chasm between mm -hmm. the Georgia offense and the Tennessee defense enough to offset the slight advantage of the Tennessee offense to the tune of eight points? I like the dogs covering eight here. I just think between the hedges, this is going to be a complete football game, and then they will coast into Atlanta into the first Saturday in December. Woo! When we come back, some other big-time matchups in college football, plus we got Game 5 of the World Series, and yes, Thursday Night Football. We'll discuss all of it before we say goodbye to this edition of Big Bets on these and these Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN.
Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, basketball, or baseball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us each week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance Bet, Friday Night College Football Bet, plus. Get Sunday football parlay insurance and much more. Head over to BetRivers.com. Download the BetRivers app today. It is a whole new ballgame. We are back here wrapping up this edition of Big Bets here on a Friday. I do want to get back to college football very quickly, Mm -hmm. Amal, because we're just talking about the Tennessee and Georgia game. That is the biggest game, certainly, of the week. You get some other big ones with uh, college football playoff possibilities here. How about Alabama against LSU? All of a sudden, LSU, if you notice in those rankings, I believe they were 10th, kind of sneaking in the back door there. Uh, Brian Kelly and the family down there in Baton Rouge, things are working out pretty well (laughs) in year number one. They're getting 13 at home against Roll Tide. Well, I just think on principle, the way Alabama's played on the road, uh, you have to take a look at LSU here. And you know the one thing, we talk about Charbonnet at uh, UCLA Mm -hmm. getting overlooked. How about Jaden Daniels and the job he's done so far for LSU this year? I cannot believe this guy's not getting any run. I mean, he's done a tremendous job. 12 touchdowns, one INT. I'm not saying for the Heisman, but just in general, the the turnaround they've had since that uh, game against Florida State. Think about this. If they don't get that blocked extra point, the extra point block, we probably go to overtime. They probably win that game. And I mean, the whole season, the the perception of them changes. You'd have four teams in the, uh, you already have four teams in the top 10, but you'd have four teams in the SEC, probably in the top six. I can't remember last time Alabama was playing a night game in BR and we're not even talking about it, right? Like it's an afterthought. You have the biggest game, probably at least going back to sometime in the early eighties, the biggest home game in Athens in four decades. And this is a huge game between Alabama and LSU, especially for the SEC West. Remember, if LSU wins this game, bye-bye Alabama from getting to Atlanta because now you'd have to have LSU lose twice in the final three weeks. I, I think, boy, getting back to that, that first game of the year against Florida State, this is what happens a lot. 
people see that and they go, oh, LSU's terrible. They, they lost to Florida State. They can't be any good, right? And then you just quiet as kept. They just keep racking up W after W after W. And now they get to a showcase game against Alabama. I'm with you. The only way I could play this is taking the points or pass. I'm not backing Bama on the road in this one here. But I got to tell you, this has got to be Brian Kelly going, this is why you paid me all, all that damn money. And all of a sudden, we are 10th in the rankings in the college football playoff, and nobody's talking about us. I can tell you right now, per capita, LSU is probably the second-best recruiting state in the country behind Georgia. And if LSU could find a way to win this game, mm. you talk about a big deal because we see Georgia right now is the top of the mountain in the SEC. Tennessee and Rocky Top are coming. The Smoky Mountains, they're, they're looking a lot better nowadays right now when you're looking at it from all over the state. Can you imagine, you're, you're looking at five teams right now, four, four teams in that league that are potential top ten teams. Amazing. If LSU can hold on and win this game. We got, uh, Dave, we got some news coming out of the NFL right now. Uh, a couple injuries to update. Uh, both, both of these in the Monday Night Football game, actually. Oh. Michael Thomas headed to the IR with a toe injury. Uh, and we are, Dennis Allen saying he is likely not coming back this season. Oh. So that's a big one for the Saints. Also, Rashad Bateman out for the year with a Liz Frank uh, injury, oh. also going underneath the knife for the Ravens. One other to monitor for betting purposes this week Jonathan Taylor not at practice again with an ankle injury today wow. for the Colts. So keep, in, uh, keep an eye on that line if you're uh, looking to bet the Patriots or Colts this weekend. And they just traded away Naheem Hines. So, yeah. you know, you talk about a big blow to the Colts. You mentioned Michael Thomas with the Saints. Big injury there. And then Bateman, I think it's a big loss for the uh, Ravens. Huge. By the way, that number is two and a half for the Ravens right now on Monday Night Football. It was as high as three. Uh, very interesting news for both those receiving cores here for the Ravens and the Saints. And the Colts, by the way, getting five and a half against New England, a spot I kind of like them in, but I don't like that news about Jonathan Taylor not being there because that means Sam Ellinger against that defense against Bill Belichick. We know what Belichick, I know he's not a rookie, but what Belichick typically does to younger quarterbacks in the league, it normally does not fare well for those quarterbacks if he can't rely on the running game. It is, uh, that is a little surprising to me, Amal. Just, just that you, I mean, you traded Hines, it's, Two days ago, at this point, I, I mean, you knew you knew Jonathan Taylor was banged up. So I, I never, I never want to say don't, don't, I don't, uh, don't be sure that Jonathan Taylor's not going to be out there on on Sunday. But I kind of mm. have a feeling it's going to be. Well, also, you know, we just talked about bad coaching decisions in the NBA. This is the same team that went with Rivers, Wentz. And Matt Ryan. So why are we expecting them to make astute decisions? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's the, that's that's the state of the Colts right there uh, in a nutshell. But, yeah, they don't have a running game. they got to rely on the passing game. And, okay, good luck with that. We'll see how that goes against Bill Belichick on Sunday. Let's get back to the uh, Thursday night football game here tonight. This game has fluctuated a little bit, uh, as Josh Applebaum said, now number one. You're not going to find hooks out there, right? You're seeing a lot of 14s, and it is back up to 14. I well, if you get a hook, I'd really be enticed by the Texans. As it stands right now, I look at the Eagles. Yes, they're undefeated. Where do they struggle this year? They struggled on the road. Week one against Detroit didn't cover the number. They struggled on the road against Arizona, didn't cover the number. I don't know that they're going to struggle, but they don't have to in order to still not cover this big, gigantic, gigantic number of 14 against the Texans. For me, Kelly and Amal, this is a give me the 14 or I'm going to pass. I would agree with you. I do believe, though, you're going to get a bigger number opportunity on the Texans in this game as it progresses. Philly's been tremendous in the first quarter yep. and, and scoring on opening drives, so I think you'll see a higher number here. Look, I think it's going to be a tough spot for the Texans. I'm not going to lay 14 with Philly, just not my style. I would be more apt to take the Texans. 
But I got a feeling um, we're going to see what kind of material Al Michaels has mm. in terms of the comedy. <laughs> and um, Vamp material tonight? Yeah. And may, maybe, Kirk, maybe Kirk Herbstreit will actually be assertive for once on a call. What, what stories you got, boys? But yeah, time to bust about. I, I'm with you. I'm with you, Maul. I think the Eagles, we've seen them roll all season long in the first half, averaging 21 points game in the first half, 7-0 ATS in the first half uh, this year. I think that, I don't think there's any reason to think that's not going to continue against the Texans. the worst rush defense in the league with this triple option offense. Oh, they're basically running with Philly. That's where I, I don't necessarily, 14 points is a ton of points in the, in the NFL. We talk about that all the time. But I think Amal is right. If you want to look Texans tonight, no I think it's a better chance to hop in live. You could you could maybe grab 17 or more. Or Might get 20. Like yeah, get you never know. Because again, remember, the Bills did this on uh, Sunday Night Football. They jumped out to a 14-0 lead against a team with the Packers. It never felt like they had a chance to win the game. Correct. And all they did was they covered the number and they backdoored it and got it done. I could see a scenario where that happens for the Texans, but uh, if the Eagles come out, like Kelly said, do what they've done every game this season, you're going to get a much better in-play number, probably closer to 20. Well, look, the Cowboys and the Bears on Sunday, right? The Bears are down 28-7, to and they didn't look like they could stop Dallas at all to get back in the game, but you still have a lot more confidence probably in the Bears than you do in the Texans. When you look at the Texans, this team since the third, late third quarter in week one against the Colts, it's just been all downhill, it seems it, like. It has. So, again, that, that is uh, this game tonight for Thursday Night Football. Uh, and, again, that does get to our pro tip uh, for hour number two here. Um, when, when you do look at some of these things here, again, the in-game opportunities are there. And it's not that we're beating a dead horse. We're just letting you know that you're going to get much better of the number potentially by just waiting instead of playing that number that's been preordained before the game begins. And it's a great point here when you look at this Thursday Night Football game here with what the Eagles have done in the first half. Just hold. Just go ahead and wait because if the Eagles follow form, which is they are a dynamic first-half team, you're going to get a much better number here either in the first quarter or at halftime for the for the uh, te- Texans if you want to come back on a team that might get over three touchdowns. I mean, that is the reality of the situation. It happened Sunday night. If you like the Packers, yes, you still got home at the 11-and-a-half, but you could have gotten a much better number when it was 14 nothing Buffalo. I would agree with you. I mean, that's one thing you want to take a look at. There's so many good opportunities. You mentioned it. And um, th- this is where in the – this is the ideal game to middle in the NFL. Yep. Right? Like, if, if Texans somehow break out early, you could probably get Philly nine and a half, ten and a half, and then you come back with the Eagles, and then all of a sudden if they get up big, you, I mean, this is an incredible opportunity in a game. The, and that, te- the Texans are averaging, allow, allowing – 186 rushing yards a game. And what are the Eagles going to do? Mind blowing. They're the well, best rushing team in the NFL. I mean, that's a great number if you're playing Navy. <laughs> <laughs> so again, that's the pro tip for hour number two. Uh, again, as a Veasan Pro subscriber, you're going to have access to those when you go to Veasan.com, and you can sort them out by show and/or by sport. But I think it's very applicable, uh, certainly for Thursday night football tonight. Before we go, got another minute to go. Game five, Major League Baseball tonight. Uh, when you look at that matchup here, we talked about it yesterday. If you liked Houston, could have hopped in at a, at a plus price. Hey, you still believe the Phillies can win either tonight and then just win one more in Houston. Now that plus price tag is back on the boys from the city of Brotherly Shove. What are your final thoughts here on Game 5? I think the Astros win. I'm not going to lay the price, but I like the prop bet that Kelly gave on Verlander to get the win in Astros. Plus get the seventy. Yeah, it's a nice number. So there it is. Again, you can figure out if you like Verlander to get his first ever World Series win tonight – you can play that at plus $1.70 instead of laying the Astros at plus $1.50, uh, minus $1.52. So, again, what does that mean? For those that might not be too up on the wins, you got to go five. Stroh's got to have the lead, and they can never give up that lead if they get there. So, also, 
first five Astros could be in play if you like Verlander to get the win at plus money. Hope you're picking up what we're putting down here today. Um, all great stuff as always. Thanks to Kelly behind the glass. Thanks for watching. Big bets here on these and these sports betting network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. <laughs> I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 